There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed. Song of the redeemed. It's Monday again, and we thank you for tuning into the podcast. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh. And I want to remind you that tonight, tomorrow night, and Wednesday night, if you're in central Pennsylvania, we'd love to have you come to our King James Bible Conference. Pastor John Asquith, he's the pastor of the Black Creek Baptist Church in Black Creek, New York, will be preaching at the Manasseh Community Baptist Church. The Manasseh Community Baptist Church is located at 70 Back Hollow Road in Blaine, Pennsylvania, 7 o'clock each of these three nights. Now today, we're going to have a special guest preacher. Brother Dave Hockenbury, the pastor of the Second Chance Bible Church in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, will be our preacher. As we get closer to the time the baby is due in my own home and family, we'll probably be doing a little bit more of this. I've asked several good men to record some podcasts for us. And so today, Brother Hockenbury will be bringing the message from the Word of God. Would you stay tuned? Pastor Hockenbury. I would like to begin our time here by opening up in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the day that you've given to us, Lord, a day that you've truly blessed. Uh, Lord, every day is a gift from you, and we do want to thank you for it. Lord, I pray that you would use this time. Father, you would use this message, Lord, for your honor, your glory. And Father, that you would be praised. Father, it's you that's worth the honor and, and the praise. And Father, we just want to give glory to you, Father. I pray that all that would listen, uh, Lord, that it would heed these things. Father, think about these things. Be convicted. And Father, that lives would be changed. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want to talk about a passage in Scripture that's really been uh, very important to me, and, and, and even thinking about a song that we have in our hymnal, uh, we see some things, and something I'm very much uh, convicted of uh, throughout, the, throughout our messages here, and, and we'll get to that, but Revelation chapter 22 and verse 18, Revelation chapter 22 and verse 18, the Bible says, for I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book, if any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life, and out of the holy city, and from the things which are written in this book. He which testifieth these things saith, Surely I am come quickly. Amen. Even so come, Lord Jesus. And I'm going to take some time here to talk about something that I, that I get convicted of, and, and I, I certainly have been convicted of this um, on more than one occasion. But the fact of being ready for him to return, but not ready for his return. And the, the words I come quickly are found only four times in the Bible, and all four times are in the book of Revelation. Revelation chapter 3 and verse 11, chapter 22 and verse 7 chapter 22 and verse 12, and then Revelation chapter 22 and verse 20. And it's in Revelation chapter 22, verses 20, here that we see what our prayer should be. 
But I wonder today, can we truly pray, even so come, Lord Jesus, and mean it? I wonder how many in this world today are truly ready for Christ's return. And don't get me wrong, I'm ready for Him to return. But I don't know if I'm ready for His return. And I just would appreciate honesty, as the Lord would appreciate honesty. And just ask yourself that same very question. Are you ready for Him to return? You know, there's a lot that needs done. I haven't done enough for the one who died a cruel death for me. And as I preach, I don't know if you will be convicted of any of these things. But I sure am. You may be saying, well, I don't need this message. I'm ready for His return. And praise the Lord if you don't. But I need the message. And there's a song in our hymnal, and I, and I started to talk about this at the beginning, but there's a song in our hymnal that convicts me every time that I sing and read it. And I think it should convict uh, each and every person's heart I, that I would believe. Um, and maybe you've heard this. Maybe you've heard this hymn. Maybe, uh, maybe you sang this hymn. Uh, maybe it'll bring back uh, some, some memories to you. Uh, but in our hymnal, it's, uh, it's hymn number 636. In our hymnal, and the name of it is, Have I Done My Best for Jesus? And I'm afraid today that we get so used to singing the hymns that we no longer pay attention to the words. But this hymn is, is a very convicting hymn, and we're going to take a time to, to read the words. It says, I wonder, have I done my best for Jesus, who died upon the cruel tree? To think of his great sacrifices at Calvary, I know my Lord expects the best from me. How many are the lost that I have lifted? How many are the chained I've helped to free? I wonder, have I done my best for Jesus when he has done so much for me? The hours that I've wasted are so many. The hours I've spent for Christ so few. Because of all my lack of love for Jesus, I wonder if his heart is breaking too. How many are the lost that I have lifted? How many are the chained I've helped to free? I wonder have I done my best for Jesus when he has done so much for me? I wonder have I cared enough for others? Or have I let them die alone? I might have helped to wonder to the Savior, the seed of precious life I might have sown. How many are the lost that I have lifted? How many are the chained I've helped to free? I wonder, have I done my best for Jesus when he has done so much for me? No longer will I stay within the valley. I'll climb to mountain heights above. The world is dying now for one of someone to tell them of the Savior's matchless love. How many are the lost that I have lifted? How many are the chained I've helped to free? I wonder, have I done my best for Jesus? When he has done so much for me. And so I want to look at this today and in light of that hymn and what we find in our Bibles. And again, we're looking, we're looking at, the, at the message here, ready for him to return, but not ready for his return. And the very first thing I would like to ask is, have we loved the Lord as we should? And Mark chapter 12 and verse 30, the Bible says, And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. And with all thy strength, this is the first commandment. All means all here. Understand that's not a hard word. It means all. And I believe that we would all agree with this. Where do we spend most of our time? What do you spend most of your time doing? Is it praying? The Bible says in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6, Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. Do you spend your time studying? 
2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 15 says, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And by the way, Mark chapter 12 and verse 30, it's a command. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. So what does Jesus say in John chapter 14 and verse 15? He says, if ye love me, keep my commandments. You see, there's many commandments found in Scripture, and we're going to look at several of them throughout this message, but Christ has sacrificed so much, and we tend to give him so little. The second thing I want you to notice is the Lord expects the best from us. He expects us to fight a good fight until he returns. 1 Timothy chapter 6. 1 Timothy chapter 6 in verses 9 through 14, the Bible tells us, But they that will be rich fall into temptation and a snare, and into many foolish and hurtful lusts, which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is the root of all evil, which, while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. But thou, O man of God, flee these things, and follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life, whereunto thou art also called, and hath professed a good profession before many witnesses. I give thee charge in the sight of God, who quickeneth all things, and before Christ Jesus, who before Pontius Pilate witnessed a good confession, that thou keep his commandments without spot, unrebukable, until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ. You see, many today, they're desiring nothing more than to have more. Many are not content with food, clothes, lodging, but they're determined to have more. People will say, well, I, I know God will supply all my needs, but we see a lack of trust in Him in this world today. I trust that the Lord will supply all my needs. After all, He's done so thus far. Instead of desiring to have more of these material things, we need a desire to have more of the spiritual things. Perhaps no one today, myself included, is giving the Lord their best. Stop and think about it. How much time on a, on a, on a daily basis, how much time does the average person spend just on their cell phone? And then that same day, how much time do they spend in the Word? How much time do they spend on their knees praying? Crying out to God. And then we see also due to our lack of love for the Lord, I wonder if his heart is breaking. You see, we tend to put so much before the Lord today, I'd have to imagine his heart is breaking. Some examples of this, a job. I have to work on Sunday, so I can't go to church. Well, what does, the, what does God say again? In Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 25, he says, Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more, as ye see the day approaching. And so without question, we find strength, we find comfort, we find nourishment and joy in collective worship and service. Knowing that Christ returns imminent, believers are to encourage each other even more to remain faithful to him. And you're right, you do have to work. But I'd have to remind you that 
you're the one who, that said on the application that you were available Sundays. You were the one that said that you could be available on Wednesday evenings. Well, here's another good example. Family reunion, uh, reunions at the time of church services. I have to go to my family reunion. After all, this is the only time throughout the year that I get to see some of them. And again, I would have to ask what God says in Hebrews chapter 10, 25. Why is it that we don't say family's coming in for the reunion? I want to do all I can do to bring them to church. Luke chapter 14 and verse 26. The Bible says, If any man come to me and hate not his father and mother and wife and children and brethren and sisters, yea, in his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. And whosoever doth not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. So Jesus is not teaching us to hate here. That's not what he's saying. Jesus is teaching that he's to be number one even over family. So the Lord's desire is for us to follow him wherever he leads. What about sporting events? That's, that seems to be a big God in our world today. Oh, this is the only day that we have to go play. Or I, I don't make the schedule. They do. And we have to play when, the, when, when they schedule us. Or, you know, I'll get kicked off the team if I don't go. Again, what does the Bible say in Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 25? See, we're seeing more and more sports being played on Sundays and Wednesdays than ever before. By the way, it's not done by mistake. If we believe that we're living in the last days, it's no wonder this is going on at this time. Would God ever do anything contrary to His Word? Absolutely not. So if the Lord says that we're to be in church every time that door is open, where should we be? So who's behind all this and who's winning in a lot of lives? It's the devil. It's Satan himself. And now you might be here thinking, well, we're not under the law anymore, and you're 100% correct in that. But Hebrews 10.25 is New Testament. See, you can read Hebrews chapter 10.25 a thousand times, and you'll never see the word except there, which means that there's no exceptions. Luke chapter 14 and verse 16, Then say, said he, he unto him, A certain man made a great supper and bade many. And sent his servant at supper time to say to them that were bidden, Come, for all things are now ready. And they all, with one consent, began to make excuse. The first said unto him, I have bought a piece of ground, and I must needs go see it. I pray thee have me excused. And another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen, and I go to prove them. I pray that thee have me excused. And another said, I have married a wife, and therefore I cannot come. So that servant came and showed his Lord these things. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, Go out quickly into the streets and lanes of the city, and bring in hither the poor and the maimed and the halt and the blind. And the servant said, Lord, it is done as thou hast commanded. And yet there is room. And the Lord said unto the servant, Go out into the highways and hedges, and compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. Here we see many excuses for those invited of why they couldn't come to the feast. Now, I know if it was me and I bought a piece of ground, I would have looked at that piece of ground before I bought it. This guy says, you know what? I went out and I bought a piece of ground. I, I must needs go see it. I got to go see it. That, that was nothing more than an excuse. <laughs> One guy here looking and, and, uh, and, and saying that, saying that uh, he bought five yoke of oxen. And now he's got to go prove them. And here's the one, I married a wife, <laughs> and therefore I cannot come. 
Uh, uh, Lord, she won't let me. Lord, I'm not allowed. I got married, Lord, and that changed everything. I can't do it. These are nothing more than excuses. The excuses that's used here in the Bible, they weren't good enough. The excuses we use today, they're not going to work in heaven when we face the Lord. So these are reasons such as being hospitalized. There are reasons such as being hospitalized and, or stuck in traffic due to an accident or something else. A house is on fire. I mean, those are good excuses that I believe the Lord will excuse because there's no way to, to possibly make it. But a lot of the excuses we make are no more than excuses if we're honest with ourselves. I think of how uncomfortable it was for Jesus to be beaten, to carry the cross, and then to be crucified. And yet he made no excuses for why, for why he couldn't do it, did he? He did it. Praise God for that. Thank the Lord for that today. you got something to be thankful for right there. And then I wonder, have we cared enough for others? In John chapter 15 and verse 12, this is my commandment that ye love one another as I have loved you. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Ye are my friends, if ye do whatsoever I command you. You know, we're commanded to love others. Jesus is our model for love. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. There is no greater love. And if we obey his command to love, we'll enjoy the intimacy of his friendship. Our love for others that develops as the result of obeying Jesus' command to love. And uh, do we shy away from telling others about the Lord Jesus Christ? Matthew chapter 28, verse 19. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. How many opportunities have we had to tell others about the Lord Jesus Christ? And we chose to be silent. We're commanded to give the gospel to all. We are to bring others into the house of God. And the Bible says in Luke chapter 14 and verse 23, And the Lord said unto the servant, Go out into the highways and hedges and compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. We're to urge people to come into the house of the Lord. We're to invite people to church. There are people right now that are dying. They're going to hell. And I wonder, do we care enough? We need to take advantage of every opportunity. You know, in closing here, I, I just want to share some things with you. I graduated with a man that moved down the hill from us. And I remember every time that I would go by, I would say to, I would say to my wife, I need to stop in there and I need to visit him. I haven't seen him since high school. And my purpose was to share Jesus Christ with him. But you know what? I never got that chance. I waited, and I never went. And he was on his motorcycle one day and swerved to miss a deer, and he was killed. July 4th, 2011, we were at my parents' house, and we're swimming, and my brother was there, and that was the last time that I saw him in good health. On July 8th, he was in a car accident. He never gained consciousness. And on July 31st, 2011, he passed away. I believe that he died a lost man. And I passed up another opportunity. We need to take advantage of every opportunity. You don't know if it's going to be the last opportunity. I wonder in light of this short message today, have we done our best for Jesus? 
when he surely has done so much for us. The Lord expects the best from us. When Christ returns, will he be able to will he say, "Well done, good and faithful servant?" Or will we be ashamed? I believe there's many today that are ready for Christ to return, but not ready for his return. It's almost like the Lord saying, ready or not, here I come. And I believe he's coming soon. And we need to be ready. Let's do our best for Jesus. He surely has, he surely has given us the best, hasn't he? God's, gave us the, God's given us the best. The Lord Jesus Christ, his only begotten son. For God so loved the world that he did something about it. He gave his only begotten son. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, again, Lord, we just praise you and thank you. Lord, I pray once again that you'll use this short message, Father, to talk to hearts, to speak to hearts, Father, and help us to see our great need today. Lord, there's not a person alive on the face of this earth right now that doesn't need to hear these words. And Father, I thank you for the truth that's contained in your, in your word in the Bible. Father, our King James Bibles, we'll thank you for it. Lord, I pray now that you would just lead, guide, and direct the remainder of our day. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning, and he longs to return to the Lord. As he cries for forgiveness and mercy, God is waiting. You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manassa Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania, 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption for night. Now the angels of God are rejoicing For the prodigal child has come home And the saints all with gladness are singing The glorious song of the redeemed